coming up on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel. With just three days until Super Bowl 56, we preview the game with keys to victory plus key matchups to watch for. And I finally make my prediction who I think is going to win the big game and what I think the NFL needs to do to fix the Pro Bowl. My thoughts on the chaos in Brooklyn, the best and worst of the week, and we talk in NBA trade deadline. And who's the finalist for the NFL Hall of Fame this year? Plus, will this MLB 2022 season be delayed due to this lockout? Black moments in sports history and more. Right now, on Sports Talk with Marcel. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the latest edition of Sports Talk with Marcel. Today is Thursday, February 10th, 2022, episode 70. Thank you guys for joining me for once again for another Another great episode. Everyone had a, having a tremendous day, having a tremendous one, enjoying this beautiful weather, just being safe and being positive. Um, we have so much to get into. NBA news. I mean, not NBA news. Um, more like NBA trade deadline. It ends today, 3 Eastern, 2, 2 p.m. Chicago time. Any other Pacific times, you can, you kind of know the time is on a little different. Probably 12 noon west coast time um we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into the chaos in brooklyn we're gonna get into the nhl nba um the pro bowl and of course we're gonna get you guys prepared for the big game along with this day in sports um not this day in sports history black moments in sports history and of course best and worst of the week we're gonna get into that in a, in, in a moment but right now we have some unfortunate, unfortunate news to um, share with you guys. Um, every one of us know life is very short. Former Major League Baseball player Jeremy Giambi has died, according to his former teams, the Oakland Athletics, Boston Red Sox, and the Philadelphia Phillies. Giambi was 47. The Athletics tweeted Wednesday, we are heartbroken to learn of the past of a member of our green and gold family, Jeremy Giambi. We offer our condolences to Jenny, Jason, and his family and friends. The cause of death was not released. Giambi played six seasons in the Major League with four teams, the Athletics, Phillies, the Red Sox, and the Kansas City Royals. His final season was in 2003. The Red Sox tweeted Wednesday, we mourn the loss of Jeremy Giambi, who spent six seasons in the minor leagues, including to 2003 with the Red Sox. We send our heartfelt condolences to the Giambi family. The uh, Phillies posted a picture of Giambi with words. The Phillies are saddened to hear the news about Jeremy Giambi. Tragic, tragic passing. Our condolences go out to his family during this difficult time. Giambi is the younger brother of Jason Giambi, who also spent his career as an MLB player. Both Giambi brothers were featured in a Michael Lewis book, Moneyball, and later dedicated um, in the um, 2011 film of the same name. Very, very unfortunate. So um, we send our prayers up to the Giambi family. Difficult time, 47, still young, young age to past i've seen reports of what the cause was i'm not going to share that with you guys unfortunately you know stuff can be you know dictated to be something that it can be so we're going to wait till the reports come out and we're really going to see 
what happened. But, you know, just send your prayers up to the Jamie family. I kind of thought it was Jason Jamie. I'm like, who is Jeremy? I know what Jason Jamie, but as we heard, he was the younger brother of Jason Jamie. So for those to the Jamie family, um, we are definitely praying for them guys in this difficult time. Um, very unfortunate news. Um, it's not, I'm not a big fan of sharing news like that, but it's, I had to feel like you guys needed to know that, especially doing this MLB lockout, we'll get into in a moment. But let's get head through these headlines. These last couple of days, we've seen NBA um, teams make some interesting trades. One trade in particular that really got me still scratching my head was the Sacramento Kings and the Indiana Pacers. Sacramento Kings basically sent their whole entire well, they top two guys, really, and um, um, Therese, um, Therese Hillebert and Buddy Hill and Tristan Thompson for just a bonus holiday, Jeremy Lamb in a twenty twenty three second round pick. I'm I I just don't understand it. Sacramento Kings already in a bad position. We all win this. The fact that you trade Buddy Hill, kind of you know kind of shows where your where your team is heading. Like it seemed like the Sacramento Kings been in rebuilding mode for like at least the least last the least 20, 20, 20 years. Since we all seen the good Sacramento Kings that battled the LA Lakers in early two thousand. But that's here that's here there for another conversation. But this is nowhere near to that team. This is not even a playoff team. And if you ask me, this is not even a play in tournament team. They are horrible. They are very horrible. They had a good victory tonight, but we're going to get into that in a moment. Cavaliers and Pacers. Cavaliers are very, they are a very surprising team this year. Um, they trade um, Carlos Levert in a 2022 second-round pick via um, the Miami Heat um, for Ricky Rubio. I, I, I promise you, I kid you not, I didn't even know he was still playing. Um, last time I seen him, he was in a uh, Minnesota Timberwolves um, jersey. Um, three picks, including two second-round picks and a first-round pick, which is protected. Um, good for the Cavaliers, man. It, it, it was a horrible trade for the Pacers. I don't know why you trade away your um, – you're making room for Buddy Hill, and I understand that, but there's no way you trade Sabonis. You could have had Sabonis. Just imagine if you would have Sabonis. I, I could see if they probably would have let, you know, probably just Buddy Hill and Christian Thompson go, but Thompson haven't been any anybody since, you know, the Cavalier days, and we know that. Um, but an uh, interesting trade um, for the Cap, Indiana Pacers just to give away their, um, one of their best players, top players. Um, the Blazers really just showing me that they don't care about Damian Leonard because you trade away two key players. And no, and Nolan Powell, Norman Powell, and Robert Covington for some bombs. Eric Bledsoe haven't been the same since early days of the Clippers. Justin Wilson, uh, Winslow. Nobody really noticed. Do nobody really is? I promise you, it's nobody around that's a Miami Heat fan that, or any fan that he played wear his jersey or got a jersey of his. Um, and Keon Johnson, um, and a 25, 2025 second round pick. 
Very interesting trades. Very interesting trades. Um, about this Brooklyn situation. Brooklyn, I've been probably the most disappointed. Um, most disappointed. Um, it's nowhere near. Cl- it's, it's nowhere. It's no. It's nowhere near close from the Lakers. The Lakers, we expected them to be horrible. You got Russell Westbrook. What's your respect? When the Philadelphia 76 the president of basketball operation, Daryl Morey, reached out to Brooklyn Nets general manager Sean Marks on January the 11th. That's basically a month ago. They started with a usual um, conversation of basketball. Zach still a month away from the NBA um, trade um, NBA trade deadline. Who do who do you like on our roster? Here's who I like on your roster. Eventually, Morrie spoke up and true intentions of his call. This is this is really hilarious. <laughs> he said, I want James. James who? Marks, as the um, Brooklyn Nets GM said. The Nets, we have we have two James, Johnson and Harden. <laughs> this is a funny conversation, man. I just I just want I just wish I was a fly on the wall to hear that. Um, no, Mark, um, um, Daryl Morris said James Harden, Mark, no, Mark said flat out. Um, the exchange four weeks, uh, um, also ago, um, uh, four weeks ago represents the single direct communication between Murray and Marks this season. So as just told ESPN, however, brief, um, brief, the conversation messages had were delivered in each direction. The six is planning on, um, uh, planned a pursuit of Harden. The Nets had no intentions of um um surrender. Was just three days. This three. This of course. This is probably this is Monday morning. With three days um to go into the trade deadline, this is where the dialogue has remained. Yes, Mari could still pick up the phone and call Marks this week. The Sixers ownership group has a strong relationship with the Nets owner Joe. T- um, Tisa, I think that's pretty, I think that's right. So communication can happen that level. For now, the lack of um, critic, um, charity centered on hard intentions represent the acts on which the um, situ- um circumstances could shift in the Nets' muck partnership with him. Harden has become a free agent after the season. Can become a free agent after the season. And although he has continued to tell his te- next teammates, the coaches in the front office, that he is committed and to winning in Brooklyn long term. That's a lie. Be honest. Come on. We, everybody, his past actions, his actions for the last couple of days have been, well, let's just say weeks, has been, I want to leave. I'm not happy with the situation with um, Kyrie. He, of course, um, and I still believe at some point he's going to get the vaccination. I just really do. Um Kevin Durant injured, really can't do much. They're on a nine-man losing streak. He's going to be out again tonight. And it seems like every day they dropping in the standings. I think they believe they, I think they's like six or seven seed now. But in the East, it's, it's so, it's so, it's, it's wide open for basically, you know, a lot of um them top ten of teams. Hardenhead, um, Hardenhead, an agent in several years. Haven't had an agent in several years, but has has does business with um. Manager Lorenzo McLeod. When Harden 
wanted out of Houston before the 2020 season, he commissions agents James Rim and Sheffy Fields at Winersman to work with the Houston Rockets and rival and rival teams to finesse um factuate a trade. They played a key role in getting R into the Nets. At the end of the working out relationship ended in March of 2022, sources say. But, man, I, I don't even know what to say. I just don't know what to say. If he want out, hey, the guy come and tell me I don't want to be here. What, what, what makes you want to keep him? Because you feel like he can win with you? Then let's just imagine this. And this is what everybody, I know everybody thinking this. What if Harden do stay and they win it all? Do you think he's going to stay? No. I think he really wants that ring to, you know, he's a Hall of Famer, but he's a for sure Hall of Famer. If he get that ring, that's my personal opinion. I do, I do not, I don't like certain players. I don't, I just, in NBA history, certain players that's legends and Hall of Famers, man, I'm probably, I'm probably, probably, 50-50 on some of them. Some of them will take the Hall of Fame back for a championship. I'm sure of that. I'm sure. If if, if some if some if so like John Stocks and Charles Barkley, they first ballot Hall of Famer. I would rather not be a first ballot and then just have a ring. I could be second, third. Cause the ring is forever. The Hall of Fame is forever too, but he was great. That's the that's the that's the conversation we having. They was great, but it always gonna be a but. They didn't get a ring, and I don't want to. I don't want James Harden to be in that situation. I just don't. You know, Kevin Durant got two, Kyrie got one. So, you know, they at a point where, like, you know, we get one or two, it, it'll be, be, it'll be, it'll be okay. But they already um, solidified themselves as Hall of Famers. First ballot, I don't know about Kyrie. Kevin Durant, there's no doubt. I just don't know about Kyrie. The last couple of years, because you know nowadays, they judge you off your character, how you was on the court, how you was off the court, how you was to the media. And we know about Kyrie. The earth is flat, the vaccination stuff, all of this. So Kyrie, uh, not going to get a lot of votes on that. I'm not going to get a lot of votes on that first ballot. I'm for sure of that. But James Harden, I just think they should just go ahead and um, Go ahead, trade him. Because what's the point of you keeping him? You don't want to be there. It's no guarantee they're going to win a title this year. It's just no guarantee. Would you rather lose him now for something or lose him later for nothing? That's just how it is. Because if they don't win it this year, I'm for sure he's leaving. And that's just how it is. We see some tremendous games in the NBA last night. San Antonio Spurs lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers 105 to 90, um, 92. Then um, Darius Garland continues to show us why he's becoming a tremendous uh, star in the league. Um, as a young player, 27 points, six assists, five boards as they get past the San Antonio Spurs. Chicago Bulls had a tough one in Charlotte. They always have tough games in Charlotte against these young Hornets, but they pull out a victory 121 to 109. Lamar DeRozan dropped 36 points, five rebounds, and four assists. Toronto Raptors, another surprise team people's not really talking about, but they might be in that first five, first six, um, first five um, 
team, they should definitely move it up, knowing that the New York Knicks is garbage. They take care of the Oklahoma City Thunder, 117-98 behind pass um, Siakam, 27 points, 16 boards, and five assists. The Golden State Warriors drop another game to the Utah Jazz. They get blue. They just, they just man. Uh, but but Donovich, 23 points. Minnesota Timberwolves, another surprise team to me. They probably can get that last two seeds, to be honest with you. Uh, Minnesota drops to Sacramento Kings, 132 to 111. DeAndre Fox, 27 points, three assists, and eight rebounds. And the Los Angeles Lakers, they are absolutely horrible. Like, I seen the game last night against Milwaukee. They were trash. Like it was funny. It was it was, it was really funny to me because as I'm watching that last six seven minutes of that fourth quarter, and they really thought they had a chance to come back. I, I was just laughing. It, it's just horrible. Is is just and I know it. I, me personally, I just <laughs> I don't even know why they show them on TV. <laughs> I just don't, especially on um prime time TNT ESPN. I, they're not worth watching to me. They just all you gonna see either you are gonna either see a blowout or a, a competitive game into the fourth quarter. I just it's just you just don't know what the Lakers, and it's it's just very crazy how they play. Like they are the worst defensive team, probably the worst ever. They are the worst defensive team. They have no shooters. Like. I can't it's no it's no shoot they have no shooters. <laughs> um um I forgot his name. Um Hillard, I forgot his name. They have no shooters. And that's exactly what LeBron need to get a championship. Even if he had it, it'd be tough to get out there west, man. I'm just saying. It'd be very tough to get out there west. But they lose to the horrible Portland Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers. 107 to 105 behind Afford Simons, 29 points. They let people in the dunk contest last year beat them. <laughs> it's funny, man. LA, LA Lakers, that, that, that team is hilarious because they fan base really believe in them. I gave up on them after the bubble. Because we knew they was going to win after that bubble. Let's see what they're going to do now. And what have they did? Nothing. Got eliminated last in the first round. And this year, they might get swept in the first round. It's just that simple. Cause I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna win a game against Phoenix or uh, the Golden State Wars. I just don't. I just really don't. Healthy or no healthy. They got too much too much firepower. Too much in the Phoenix on the Golden State Wars, man. One of them teams coming out the West, man. I just don't see nobody else coming out the West. But um, Phoenix, Phoenix, or the Golden State Warriors—they are horrible. Tonight's NBA action: Memphis, another top thirteen, top thirteen. Memphis and Detroit to play the Pistons. Miami Heat. And, and another thing about this, another th- another thing. Everybody really talking about the Miami Heat, and I, and I know Eric supposed to. Like he, like it's amazing how long he been there. Like I, I really thought he wasn't gonna be there after the year they lost in the finals. I really thought he wasn't gonna be there, but 
I'm actually proud of him. I'm actually absolutely proud, and I'm shocked that they named him top fifteen coaches of the last um of the last of I think all time. Top fifteen. That's that's a tough. That's a tough one right there, man. Well, we already know who number one. That's Phil Jackson. Well, you gonna you gonna make art for him and um, Red um, Red Eyebark, both of them legendaries. But Eric Sposer, man, I'm just I'm just not sold on Miami Heat. I'm just not, man. They had a, they had the same season like this last year, and they got to the postseason and they wet the bed. They wet the bed. I think they got swept by the Milwaukee. They got swept by Milwaukee. So, um, and they go against New Orleans Pelicans. That should be an easy victory. The Brooklyn Nets and Washington. I think James Harden is questionable with a hamstring. They might drop that game too, man. Washington's a high fire team when they want to play, when especially Kyle Kuzma, man. Just imagine, do you see the transition he made from being LeBron? It seemed like he's better than LeBron right now. Like it seemed like he'll be a better player with the Lakers than LeBron is. This is my. If you just if you just looking at this season alone. He's playing better than LeBron. He is. Um, they just have, they just a horrible team all around. They just horrible. And I know some people are gonna be like, man, I can't believe he say that, man. But you look at the LeBron, what he doing? He he doing all of that for nothing because they not gonna win. <laughs> they not gonna win. He's scoring what thirty what last couple of games. That's that's um chump change, man. He ain't really doing anything. LeBron James, we know what he's doing. LeBron James is trying to get that scoring title before the season off. I think he like a hundred something less than a hundred points. Like it won't mean anything to me. <laughs> it's just it's just funny how people just, you know, like LeBron this and LeBron that like if LeBron's such a great player, why is he losing to teams like, you know, the Blazers, like Memphis, like these teams would we uh, well, I understand it's a team game, but there's no way Kobe or Mike will allow that. It's just no way. Um, but anywho, Toronto was in Houston to play the Rockets, the LA Clippers, and Dallas. I think LA Clippers, man. If, if Paul George, when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, when if he come, if he come back this season, I kind of think like he's waiting too for something. That playoff come. Can you imagine, man, with the trade they just made and. Kawhi and Paul George coming back, man, that'd be dangerous. That'd be a dangerous team, man. They play the Dallas Mavericks, another rivalry. In the game, I'm definitely watching. I'm gonna have to probably, you know, turn back and forth from TV because you know I I can't. I'm not missing NFL honors. Um, Milwaukee and Phoenix. Bloodside Phoenix played them. It was in that game since clinching in Milwaukee for their finals. Man, will they have payback on their mind? New York Knicks. Well, you can basically just say this is a loss for them because they're going against the Warriors. I don't think Warriors finna, you know, come out and lose by 10 or 20. They probably finna blow them out by at least 20 or 30. Uh, Friday night games, Cleveland and Indian. Um, Cleveland and Indiana, the team that just made a trade a couple days ago. Man, Levert, man, I won't be surprised if he go off, man. I just won't. Oklahoma City, Thunder, and Philly to fight the 76ers. Joe M B right now is the MVP. Right now, MVP. The way he playing, the way he pat, he got man. 
this dude going to be something special. If he get a ring or two, he probably become one of the greatest ever. One of the greatest ever. Probably two, maybe maybe three. Or maybe four. Who knows? But the way he playing and the way he came out, um, you know, he's a, he's a hell of a leader, man. He's a hell of a leader. That was a tough loss they had against the Phoenix Suns, man. And he was he was pissed. I already know how he was. Um, Charlotte Hornets in Detroit to play the Pistons. Denver and Boston. San Antonio Spurs is on an ATL to play the Hawks. And the Minnesota Timberwolves come to Chicago to play the Bulls. Should be a tremendous game. Orlando is in Utah to play the um, Utah Jazz. What is this? The reserves for the NBA All-Star in the West. We have Devin Booker, should be a starter. Luka Doncic, uh, uh, Rudy Gobert, and um, Draymond Green. I'm for sure he won't be playing. Um, um, Devin Mitchell, um, Chris Paul, and, and um, Carl Anthony Towns, who I for sure know definitely deserve it. And then the East Reserves, Jimmy Butler. We have um, Darius Garland. James Harden, I don't think he'd be playing. Zach Levine, Cal Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Fleek. And I believe they're supposed to be doing some kind of um draft tonight. That's one thing I don't like about All-Star Game. It's just it's just corny. You drafting players like it's, it's predictable. We know who you're gonna draft first. It's predictable. Steph Kirby, number one. I bet you Steph Kirby number one or two. That's that's how easy it is. You can you can make these um, picks in your dream. That's one thing I don't like about the um, the all NBA All Star, the fantasy. Like I understand everybody want to see the we seeing the best players in the world now, but why you got to do a draft? An entire draft? It's it's just it's just it's just corny to me. It really is. And they chill games. Um, last night the Detroit Red Wings and the Philadelphia Flyers. Detroit wins six to three. Nashville three to four, and they lose against the Dallas Stars. Um, Chicago Blackhawks defeat the Edmonton Oilers four to one. The Calgary Flames run all over the uh, Vegas Golden Knights six to zero. The Arizona Coyotes defeat the Seattle Kraken five to two, and the New York Islanders take care of the Vancouver Canucks six to three. Tonight's NHL games: um, the um, Carolina Hurricane and Boston. Boston Bruins, Philadelphia, I mean Pittsburgh, excuse me, Pittsburgh Penguins and Ottawa Senators, Washington Nash Capitals, and the Montreal Canadiens, the Calvary, the Car- um, Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Buffalo Sabres. The New Jersey Devils go to St. Louis to play the Blues, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are in Calvary to play the Flames. And the champs are in Colorado to face the Avalanche. Winnipeg Jets in Dallas Friday night. New York Islanders are in Edmonton to face the Oilers. Tampa Bay has continued their road trip out west as they stop in Arizona to play the Coyotes. And Seattle is in California, Anaheim, California, to play the Ducks. My thoughts on NHL um, All-Star. Oh, I didn't really... I don't I really I don't really find it necessary for you have two different kind of like styles of all-star games. It's like they have both divisions playing each other. I didn't like that. 
get the East and the West back together. Like, what, what's up with these All-Star games, man? They just become straight trash. Like, it's not interesting no more. It's not. Make it fun. Man, I promise you, I won't be surprised if somebody fall asleep at one of these All-Star games. But then again, it's too loud for you for you to, for you to fall asleep. But these NHL, I'm going to get to the Pro Bowl in a minute, but these All-Star games are horrible. I might not even watch the NBA All-Star game. I might watch Saturday night, but the NBA All-Star game, I don't know. Trash. I just, I don't know what you want me to do. It's, inter- it's entertaining for like the first half. Some days or, or some some years, but it's just – I just think they take the fun from it when they, you know, drafting players. It's just it, – I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. We're going to go over to black moments in sports history. This is black moments in sports history. In 1947 – the first black college basketball All-American, Don Barksdale. Barksdale was no stranger to knocking down barriers in basketball. In 1947, during his only season at UCLA, he became the first African-American named to a college basketball All-American team. The following year, he became the first black player to compete as an Olympian for the United States in basketball going undefeated in the process. In his second NBA season with the Baltimore Bullets, Barksdale became the first African-American All-Star selection. In 1970, the first NBA MVP sweep, Willis Reed. En route to leading the New York Knicks to their first of two consecutive NBA championships, Reed became the first player in league history to win three MVPs in one season. He won All-Star Game MVP with 21 points and 11 rebounds for the Eastern Conference. He then won a regular season MVP after averaging 21 points and 14 rebounds per game and leading the Knicks on an 18-game win streak. Finally, he capped the year with the MVP, M- MVP in the NBA Finals after twice Topping 35 points and a historic rally from a severe thigh injury to finish the series. In 1989, the first black NFL head coach, Art Shell. When the Los Angeles Raiders named Shell as the head coach in 1989, he became the first African American to hold a role in the modern NFL. He proceeded only by Fitz Pollard, who was co-head coach of the Akron Pros in 1921. An eight-time Pro Bowl selection as a player and a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Shell was named AFC Coach of the Year in the 1990 when he guided the Raiders to a 12-4 record in the AFC West Championship. That was Black Moments in Sports History. That was Black Moments in Sports History. Now let's get to this MLB lockout. Commissioner um, Rob Manfred is scheduled to address the media on today. And he is expected to deliver the biggest blow yet 
of the MLB lockout. And that address will, which will take place on the final day of owners meeting in Orlando. Manfred is expected to deliver the news that spring training will be delayed. If he does, if he does make that appointment um, announcement, it will be the first real and and uh, it, it, it will be the first indication that a March thirty first opening day is just a long shot away, but improbable. Pitchers and catchers have reported have a report date to spring camps early next week. With Manfred and owners continuously uh, continually to lock out the players. With no agreement in place or a new collective bargaining agreement, major league players on a 40-man roster will not be permitted to use their team workout facility, nor speak to coaches and front office staff, nor, you know, play big big league ball. MLB's quarterly gathering the owners um, begin on Tuesday with Sandy Allison Artisan representing the Mets and Hale. Steenbrenner repping the Yankees. The current um, labor battle remains at a standstill after last week's twist when MLB requested a federal um, media um, media mediator to become involved in negotiations before the Players Association properly denied a request. The Players Union urged Mafford and the MLB to stop wasting time Meet them at the table and make a counter um, proposal. Instead, in the past six days, MLB had continued to drag its feet, reform from meeting the MLB PA executive subcommittee and failed to make an encounter. The current stand down between MLB owners and players is a result of a deep distrust between the two sides. Players believe MLB is not bargaining in a good faith, and MLB continuously to prove them right. Only the players have been open and clear about what they asking for in the new CBA. Only the players have countered swiftly to resemble an accurate um, negotiation. Only the players have submitted their latest offer while asking the league to stop sidestepping the bargain process and suggest kind of proposal that's all i'm gonna read man so if you want to go find an article it's over at the um daily news new york daily news and it's just i kind of felt like this will come i really did i really felt like the mlb will have a lockout now you understand basketball is gone in june so from now into June, you probably have like a good month or two before you get the season started because you know for sure they got to have a spring training. You know, they're not going to just jump right into a season without no spring training. They're going to have a spring training. Um, it's just very unfortunate, man. It's very unfortunate that these guys cannot come to agreement of the collective bar agreement, the new CBA. And it, it's just, it just, it really doesn't do nothing to make them lose more money because if you, once you don't get an agreement going, you know, at some point as an owner, you're going to lose money because it might shorten the season <laughs> or further along the season. So that's the only way they could probably get it back. And I just think it's just, you know, it's just, it's just they, they could have had this stuff done before the season ended, man. It's just, just nonsense. I mean, I know all the COVID situations and the all of that, you know, but this stuff's supposed to be done already, man. There's no way you – trying to get it done after the season when the season is is in the books 
It's just it's just crazy, man. MLB just find a way to just say F the fans. We trying to, you know, get high, you know. It's just it's just really just crazy. So it looked like we were gonna be um opening up probably in May or June. <laughs> so it, it just seemed like it because if they not done, if they already canceled training camp, I mean training um camps, what was it? Training camp, spring training. Then that's on May, May, March 31st. Mind you, it's, it's February, early February. So that means we have a whole nother month and a week or two. They not even, they not, they know for sure they not going to be able to get a, a deal done in a month and a half. So that's just, that's crazy, man. That's just crazy. Um, we will all, we will, we will, we will see what, what happens because it's just, it's just no way that, this supposed to be going on now. It's just don't. You don't let stuff like this drag into a new year and basically delay the season. And so who else do you blame for? You blame the owners? Can't blame the players because they just said that the owners locked out the players. So you have to blame the pl- owners and, of course, the commissioner. It seems like you don't know what he's doing, man. I just don't. I wouldn't trust this guy, honestly. I wouldn't trust him. If I was, in, if I was a baseball player, I wouldn't trust him. Oh, to this Black Flores situation, man. We yes, we have to address this again. Um, Brian Flores said he was passed up on a texting job. I don't even know why they fired the first coach for tell you the truth. And Brian Flores like, really, my really my boy? You trying to really say like I wouldn't even brought this up. I, I would have been, you know, I'm not I'm not looking to get hired by them. He should have been looking for the New Orleans, but they they got their coach and they own and they own locker room is um Dennis Allen. Kudos to him, but that team is trash. They don't even know who their quarterback is. They have no clue what's going on. But Brian Floyd said he was passed up by the taxing job because of the lawsuit against NSL. And I read an article that the um <laughs> GM said that's not true. Come on, really? <laughs> You man, I got. I'm a, I must congrats um Lovey Smith, man. His third coaching job in NFL, his third coaching job. What well, is his third coaching job? Is it his third coaching job? I believe he t- coach. Did he coach? No, he don't think he coached the Bucks. I don't think he coached the Bucks. I don't think he was head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know he was a, the. You know he's a Bears all the way in Texans. Oh, who else did he coach? But anywho, former um, Miami Dolphins coach um, Brian Flores said he is happy that the Houston Texans have hired a black coach to be, but but believes he was passed up over the job because he recent federal lawsuit against NFL allegating racial dis, um, dis, determined um, discrimination. The Texans announced Monday they have Lovey Smith, who just completed his first season as Texas defensive coordinator, Smith. Smith, 63, coached the Chicago Bears for nine seasons and the Buccaneers for all. Okay, so he did coach the um, Buccaneers for two seasons. Okay. Upon his return, upon his hiring, Texas GM Nick Casaletto said he is one of the most respected coaches in the NFL and established leader. Of course, he is. In a statement, Flores' legal team said Mr. Flores is happy to hire to hear that Texans have hired a black coach. Lovey Smith, as Mr. Flores' goal is bringing his case to provide real opportunities for black and majority candidates to be considered for coaching and executive position within the NFL. Um, for um, Flores' suit, uh, 
um, allegates that an interview with the New York Giants after he was fired by the Dolphins was for show to satisfy the NFL's Rooney Rule, which will stipulate that every team must interview a majority candidate for head coach, general manager, and top assistant coach positions. Who? And so the 58-page suit accused the NFL of um, systematic and historic racial discrimination. Flores' attorney said while he was considered for the detection job, he wasn't hired because of this lawsuit. Of course he wasn't. And they said he wasn't. Come on, I, I, it, it, was, it was rumors. and it, it, it seemed like it would have been came true. If this lawsuit didn't come out, they was looking to hire Josh McCown, which is a college, not even a college coach, haven't had no position. Now, let's just, let's, let's just take into consideration. He wasn't a good quarterback whatsoever. Whatsoever. He's a high school coach. He never been a defensive coordinator. He never been special team coordinator, offensive coordinator. He haven't even been a water boy, for God's sake. And I was thinking about hiring him. Can you imagine if they would have did that? What, what was the the pressure would have came down on his detection? And I think they are lovely just because of their lawsuit. Because of their lawsuit, they know that y'all not finna get questions. You know why you why you do that? Why you hire a guy that is a High school coach have no experience. Only only experience he have in the NFL is playing quarterback. He wasn't that good at that. Never had an offensive line coach, offensive art coordinator, defensive coordinator, and you hire him over the guys that's got winning records. It's it, it, it would have been it would have been crazy. It would have been crazy. But hey, I'm glad that they didn't do it. Congrats to Lovely Smith, man. I'm just <coughs> oh excuse me. I can't wait to see. What are you gonna do with that team? As I don't, I don't even know what you want me to tell you. Um, it's not pretty much he can do, man. Cause that that quarterback situation, every team. I know Davis Mills is good, but man, he ain't just Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. I tell you that. Um, good news, NFL though. NFL will host a regular season game in Germany next season for the first time in its history. The league announced um yesterday. There will be five NFL regular season games played internationally next season with three games played in London, one in Mexico, and one in Germany. Congrats, congrats, congrats to the um, NFL for doing that. This Hall of Fame class, um, this Hall of Fame um, list is incredible. Incredible. We have Gerald Allen. Who played 2004, 2007 with the Kansas City Chiefs, 2008 and 13 with the Minnesota Vikings, and he played to one year with the Bears before retiring with the Carolina Panthers in 2015. Willie Anderson, offensive line, played um 11 years with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know who he went for Sunday. 20 2008 um, was his last season in the Baltimore Ravens. Rondé Barber played. 97 to 2020, uh, 2012 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tony Bo Sledi as a tackle, 90, 1995. He only played six years in Jacksonville Jaguars, 2022. 
He only played like six years, seven years. I don't <laughs> they got people on this. Uh, I don't I don't I know for sure. He he might not be getting in. Leroy Butler, safety, played the eleven years with the Green Bay Packers and my boy Devin Hester with the Chicago Bears, Atlanta, and the Falcons in call it quits in twenty sixteen, but he retired as a bear. I do remember that. Torby Hope, he better get in. 99, 2008. St. Louis Rams, Jacksonville, Jaguars. My boy Andre Johnson on wide receiver. He played 11 years uh, with the Houston Texans, 2005 with the Colts, and one season with the Texans. Sam Mills, linebacker, 1984, 90, uh, 1984 to 1999 with the New Orleans Saints, and two years with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Richard Seymour, he definitely better get in. 2001, played seven years with the Patriots and um, played the last three with the Raiders. Zach Thomas played 11 years with the Miami Dolphins, 2008, and retired, I believe, after that season. DeMarcus Ware, linebacker, 2005 to 2013, with the Dallas Cowboys, and he went to Denver to win the Super Bowl and played that for two years before he called him the quiz. My boy Reggie Wayne, 2001 to 2014, Indianapolis Colts. Patrick Willis, linebacker, played seven years with the San Francisco 49ers. He retired very early. I remember the day that came. I remember the day. I was shocked. And, and the final finalist for Hall of Fame, what we will know tonight, um, is 94, I mean, um, Br- um, Bryant Young, defensive end of the San Francisco 49ers, played only 13 seasons with the 49ers in the league. Man, it's a tough, this a tough list. If I had to pick my probably a five, my five or six, I would definitely have to go with Tory Hoke, um, Richard Seymour. I gotta, I gotta get defensive. I got to get defensive, you know, the Marcus winner, that's three. It's going to be tough for Andre Johnson, man, because uh, that, that that franchise was just trash. Um, is it going to be a tough one? I got four. I got to go. I, I will have to, I, I, as much as I want to put, I, let me just, as much as I want to say Devin has to, I don't think he's going to get put over, over, Andre Johnson. I would say Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas. I would say Richard Seymour, DeMarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Tory Hoke, and Andre Johnson. And probably um William Willie Willie Anderson. Willie Anderson. I, I that, that that's my six, man. That's my six. Is I don't think Dev has as good as much of a player he was. He wasn't no um he's not first ballot. I can't I can't put him first ballot. I cannot put him first ballot. Let's talk about this Pro Bowl we seen last Saturday, man. Probably one of the worst Pro Bowls I probably ever seen in my entire life. Um it was just horrible. Uh, we every quarterback threw interception. And only thing on one thing about the best thing about this game, and I kid you not, was even though it didn't count, was Mac Jones running for the touchdown and he did the dance? I'm like, it was, it was, I, I laugh. <laughs> it was funny. And it did the touchdown didn't even count and he still danced. That was the best thing about this game. And, and, the, and the Pro Bowl is just soft, man. It really is soft. It just show you how 
far the NFL have came to become soft. It really do. And it's just very unfortunate. They need to really change of um, these Pro Bowls, either take it away or take it back to the old school. And I'm going to tell you what they need to do. I think this is what they should do, what they what they need to do. One, they need to make it more competitive because that two-hand tag flag football, it just ain't working for me. <laughs> if that's the case, why they wearing pads? Please tell me, why, why they wearing pads? It, it defeat the purpose. If you ain't going to tackle, don't wear pads. Number two, take it back to Hawaii. Las Vegas, we know what happened in Las Vegas. It, 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 I wasn't surprised. Alvin Kamara was had got charged with a battery. I believe a night or two before the game, and they let him play. And he got arrested after the game. <laughs> Let's just show you how bad it is to put all of these young millionaires in a uh, pointless game in Vegas. Two things that don't match. Pointless and Las Vegas. A pointless Pro Bowl game that is really not, really nobody really care about. I don't even remember. It's so it's so bad. I don't even remember Tom Brady ever playing a one. I really don't. <laughs> he was selected to, I believe, 14 to 15 Pro Bowls, and I don't think he played in at least 12 of them. <laughs> I just don't. I never seen Tom Brady playing one. I just never seen it. Um, but they need to take the game back to Hawaii. It's just no way. And, and take it back to Hawaii, make it more competitive, and make the stakes a little bit more higher um, for for that. And, and mostly, please do it after the Super Bowl because no one want to watch this. Like we, what we just, it's just a, it's just a game. That people are like, you know what? I'm not gonna really watch the football. I'm, I'm really waiting for the Super Bowl. And if you take it away, um, after uh two or um a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl, maybe it'll be more interesting. Like you know, Pro Bowl today, oh, Pro Bowl today, I'm gonna watch it. It get more, it get people intrigued because that's they know for sure that's that's the that's the last football game, and it's fun. It's it's enjoyable. To watch because it could be more competitive. It can mean something. It can really mean something. Take the game back to Hawaii, man. I just think that's my that's my, that's my that's what I do. That's what I would do. Now it's time for y'all know what y'all been waiting for. Time for us to pick these Pro Bowls. I mean, not Pro Bowls. Lord have mercy. Super Bowl picks. Before we get to that, we got. Of course, we have to. Go over the keys to victory in my matchups that I'm definitely watching for. Super Bowl 56 is coming to you this Sunday from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. I am so excited about the game, but I am so excited about this halftime show. Legendary. If you know, you know. Um, um, Los Angeles Rams do come in this game as home. They at home, but they will be the away team. This game, they are coming in at four and a half favorites to win. Cincinnati per Cincinnati key first key to the game is protecting Joe Burrow. That if that front four gets to him early, it's gonna be a long day for him. And I believe they should run the ball with Joe Mix, mix it up with Joe Mix and spot. Um, I believe his name is um praying, praying, whatever his name is. Um, mix the mix it up with him. Um, throw the ball, you know. Um. Screens is very useful. 
Um, they they have they have to run the ball. They have to. Um, L.A. Rams. Key to the victory is no turnovers. Must get to the must get to the quarterback. If, if Matthew Stafford is throwing that ball over, it's gonna be a long day. It really gonna be a long day. You don't he I believe the only time he didn't throw the ball over. I believe all three playoff games he didn't throw the ball. He didn't he didn't um, turn the ball over. That is kind of good for him. But this Cincinnati Rams, this Cincinnati Bengals team is something special, man. The, the way they did Kansas City um two weeks ago in that. Second half was just unmarkable. Allowed that team only get three points in the entire half. Um, they they can shut you down, man. They can shut you down for sure. Um, get to the quarterback. Rams have to get to Joe Burrow. If they get they don't get to Joe Burrow, if they don't get to him early or often, it's gonna be a long day for the offense. It just is. Um, matchups that I'm definitely watching for number one, absolutely Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is a dog, man. Can you just imagine? What we have to look forward to in the future. Everybody's saying this could be the next Joe Montana, you know, Jerry Rice come up combo. You do the next um um Pay Manning and Reggie Wayne combo, the next Drew Brees and Marcus um um whatever his name is, man. Um unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. That O line of Cincinnati and that D line of the Rams. Definitely I'm watching for that because if Aaron Donald Von Miller and um um Lloyd get to him. Again, gonna be a long day. And of course, T. Higgins against that secondary. Because if they if if, if Jamar Chase getting shut down, they're gonna create a lot of opportunity for T. Higgins. And man, another um another guy um that you know kind of knows Joe Burrow and um Jamar Chase very well, because he did play against them in um championship a couple years ago. Man, that's gonna this this gonna be a tremendous game. This is gonna be a tremendous game. Um, but them is my matchups and my keys to the victory. My prediction, as much as hard as it was for me to, to figure it out, um, I suppose Ashley was supposed to be going super. I actually was supposed to be there, but unfortunately, I'm not. Some came up and I won't be going. Um well not dare, but you know, dare like where it's gonna be at, you know. You know, around the area. Um, um, if I had to pick a, if I had to make a prediction, and I had to go with my, I have to go with my gut. I have to because the last two times I picked this team to lose, they won, and that would be the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to Cincinnati Bengals, man. I just believe in Joe Burrow more. Matthew Stafford at some point he'll get a ring, but I don't believe it's going to be Sunday. And I'll take Cincinnati 27 to 21, of course, who other than Joe Burrow MVP. Um, but or Jamar Chase. It could be a tremendous game. It's going to be a tremendous game. But man, this guy, this is probably one Super Bowl that I am so hyped for. I am really hyped for. Um, fun fact, though, I have to give y'all a fun fact about the Super Bowl because I'm very I'm very knowledgeable when it comes to what I see on the TV when it comes to Super Bowl. I, I pay attention to everything, the plays, the shoot, everything. Did you guys know the last 21 Super Bowls, the team that wore the away jersey, which is the white, have won 17 of those 21 times. Just think about that. Even though Cincinnati would be the home team, just think about that. If the Rams win, it was meant for them to win. 
Now, I'm not picking them to win. I just don't believe. I just don't believe. The reason why I'm picking them, because I just don't believe Jalen Ramsey going to be able to slow him down, um, chase all, all game, not all game. I don't think he'll be able to stop him all game. And if you look at that game against Tampa Bay, that that team came back on Jalen Ramsey. The Tom Brady, that's one thing Tom Brady can always say. I threw my last touchdown on Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> and I, I saw it. I absolutely saw it live. Um, so that's the reason why I'm picking Cincinnati. I just don't believe Jamar Chase will get shut down the entire game. And I think T. Higgins going to make be a big, big key. Him and Joe Nix going to be big keys to victory. For the Cincinnati Bengals, y'all already know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get up at it, we're going to go over the best and worst of the week. The absolute first thing I've seen this week was no doubt the Pro Bowl. Never seen so many pick six in my life. <laughs> I think it was like about three or four pick six, and that was probably in the first half. But that game was absolutely horrible. Best thing of the week, no doubt about it. My man, Lovely Smith, at 63 years old, get his third crack at a head coaching job in the NFL. And we know that is not easy to do. So, big kudos to him um, for that coaching, getting that coaching gig. It should be, uh, it, I, I just hope it don't just be for one year. I just don't. That's one thing I would really hope that they don't do, hire him based off what had going on just for one year. It would have been it would be uh, very disappointing because I'm still not understanding why they let go Cutley, the um, the Cutley guy. Um, so so you can you, you shouldn't be able to be a GM and you let two good coaches go within three years. That's just stupid. Um, but that will do it for this episode of Sports Talk Marcel, episode seventy, Super Bowl edition episode. Um, hope you guys having a tremendous day, have a tremendous weekend. Hope you guys being safe and be safe Sunday. I know I will. Um, you know, getting some grub and watching the game. I'm watching every minute, every second of it. Um, I won't even blink. I probably won't even. I will try not to blink. I know I'm going to blink, but I'm going to try not to. But hope you guys have a tremendous weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy Sunday. And I'll see you guys back here next week for episode 71. I'm thinking about coming back at you Tuesday, Tuesday for Tuesday or Wednesday for sure. So as always, be good, be great, and be blessed. See you guys next week.